Precious Lord, we are grateful for the privilege you've given to us to gather together at your feet. It's another opportunity to listen to your word. We're asking that your word will descend upon us as the dew of heaven. And everyone will be changed and blessed and will ascend by your word to where we rightfully belong in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Praise God. All right, commanding money. Can we say that again? Commanding money. All right. So Genesis chapter number 1 and verse 26. I have a lot to tell you today. A lot. All right. So let's get ready. And I want us to be willing and open to learn. Amen. After this message, you will not have money problem anymore. Genesis chapter number 1 and verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness, and let them have what? Dominion. Now I want to jump now. Dominion over all the earth. Okay? So he says, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth. All the earth. So, dominion over everything God has created everything so god intended for man to have dominion over all the earth amen glory to god all right so what is the scope of the dominion of man given to man by god come on what's the scope all the earth does that involve um silver and gold does it involve it good does that include money now, what is money actually? What is money? When we talk about money, 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 money. Money is actually value. Amen. Money is value. Money simply means anything and everything God has created that can solve problems, that can meet needs. That's what money is. So money is value. Money is rock that can be broken in pieces to become granite, to meet needs, to build houses. Money is water that can be purified and bottled and sold to quench the thirst of people. Money is land. Amen. Money is silver and gold. Glory to God. Money is everything God has created that can meet needs. Amen. Money is knowledge. Money is skill. Money is whatever it is you can do to meet a need. It's called money. Glory to God. All right. So money is not cash and coins. Money is value. Can someone say amen to that? So money is value. So if you look around, the earth is still the earth. It is still what it is. Knowledge is abounding. Yes. God is showing us new things and new light regarding the earth yes research is going on and we're discovering new things about the earth yes but the earth is still what it is glory to god in other words value has not depreciated amen value has not depreciated okay whatever you are doing right now to make money all right you're doing it on the earth you're not doing it in heaven. Glory to God. And the money that is in circulation now, they may print more money to attend to more needs 
and you know meet more services but the truth is money is what it is it is value if the value that money is servicing is not on ground that money is valueless true okay so that means that money if you if we mint more money it is actually to meet needs that are already on ground to attend to values that are already on ground true and it's that simple so the earth is what it is the earth has not changed so money is everywhere there is no lack of money in circulation hello money is everywhere either the money is soft or hard amen if it's hard you're harder glory to god amen money is everywhere there's no lack of money in circulation so money is everywhere and then money is value money is value now we understand the whole concept of money is creating an a means of exchange such that you can buy something with what you have earned money that you have earned so it's value you have earned and then you can buy something else with that same value that you have earned. Amen? And then there's exchange. There's exchange. You can meet your other needs apart from the resource or resources you have or you have earned from doing what you know to do or know how to do. Praise God. So that's the whole concept of money from trade by butter. Amen? And that was um, effective since the 18th century. Amen. And, and then they perfected it. And money came as a result of that concept of exchange of value. So money is not cash. Money is not coin. Money is actually value. If you have... Um, If you have, let's say, 250,000 naira, and you want to buy this phone, amen? I said amen. amen. So what is the value of the money you have in your hand? It is the value of this phone, true? It's that simple. So it's as good as holding this phone in your hand. Amen? Because at that point in time, your need is this phone. So money itself is actually value. It is value. So if you look around in the earth today, value is still what it is. Value is still ongoing. Value is still available. So money is everywhere. Turn to your neighbor and say money is everywhere. Okay. Then another thing I want you to see is that money is not in heaven. Money is on earth. Amen. Money is not in heaven. Money is where? on earth money is on earth here in other words if you go to heaven you won't find money there you won't find dollars you won't find pound sterling in heaven okay you will not find naira in heaven so money is not in heaven and let me shock you god doesn't give people money amen Amen. there's no place in scriptures that god says i will give you money he says it will give you power to get money, to get wealth. Amen. Deuteronomy 8 and verse 18. You shall remember the Lord your God. For it is he that giveth thee what? Power to get wealth. So 
money, God, if you pray to God for money, all right, <laughs> an angel will not come with Ghana must go and say, okay, the Lord Almighty sent me to you, take. No. No. So there are a lot of Christians who are poor because they are looking up to God to give them money. Amen. And God does not have what you are looking up to him for. He only has power to get it. Because that money is not in heaven. Okay? Money is not in heaven. Hello? Your money is here. It's, It's with your neighbor. It's with your brother. It's with an American. It's with somebody there. Your money is around. Somebody is holding your money. Your money is in somebody's pocket. You know what? Solve a problem for me. Meet a need. All right. And people who lack initiative, who cannot solve problems and create value, amen, they become thieves. They start looking for opportunities to steal from other people. Theft is actually lack of initiative. Theft is born out of hopelessness. Amen. You, if, if you can create value, why steal value? Why not create it? Now, begging for money is demeaning. Don't beg for money. Command it. So, it's either you steal money or beg for money. And those two options are bad options. Amen. I don't beg, I meet needs. All right? And people give me money and they don't feel like they are doing me any good. They feel like it's a privilege to bless me. Are you from saying here? Yeah, so that's it. People shouldn't give you money out of pity for you. Amen? Never imagine yourself begging money or for money. Don't. Don't beg. Turn to your neighbor and say, You are not a beggar. Now tell yourself, say, I'm not a beggar. beggar. I can't hear you. Say, I'm not a beggar. beggar. Are you a beggar? No. Are you a thief? No. No. So if you steal money or beg for money, you lack initiative. All right? No matter your status in the society, you don't have dignity. No thief has dignity. No beggar has dignity. And you know, beggars will keep begging. You know, beggars don't have enough. They never have enough. True? Mm-hmm. They keep coming back and begging and begging. Don't, don't have that mindset that you're begging for money. All right? Call people and you're begging for money. Don't do that. Or you create a scenario around yourself and then you're telling people, this is what I'm going through. People should give you money. Don't do that. Don't do that. And when people are begging for money for you, stop them from doing that. There's no dignity in it. You will not beg. Amen. I can't hear you. I say you will not beg. Amen. So don't beg. Don't look up to anybody for money. Look up to God to give you ideas to empower you to get wealth. Can someone say amen to that? Amen. All right. Now, so it takes power to get wealth, right? Okay, it takes power. Now we're, we're coming there. 
Now, when God made man, he gave man authority, dominion over all the earth. So that means God made man to be king over all the value that he has made. Amen. So you command value, you don't beg for it. God has made you a king over value. You are a commander of value. You are a commander of wealth. Can someone say amen to that? And I will tell you how to command money. (laughs) Glory to God. All right. Now look at Psalm 24 quickly. If we read verse 1, it tells us here, it says, The earth is the Lord's, and what? The fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. So the earth belongs to God. Amen? And what did he do? He gave us charge over the earth. In Romans chapter number 8 and verse 17, the Bible tells us that we are heirs of God, and what? Joint heirs with Christ. So that means God has brought us into the inheritance of the earth. In other words, to inherit the earth. Glory to God. Amen. And I want you to lift up your right hand and say, say the earth belongs to me. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Come on now, I can't hear you. Good. So what you are saying in essence is that money belongs to you. Amen. Money is your birthright. It belongs to you. Can someone say amen to that? Now, if you look at Ecclesiastes chapter number 5 and verse 9. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 and verse 9. It says, quickly, quickly, quickly. Yeah. Can we read it together? One, two, three, let's go. Moreover, the profit of the earth is for all. And the king himself is served by the field. Now the profit of the earth is for? Is for? Is for? I can't hear you. Is for? Now all includes you, right? Good. So the profit of the earth is for all, everyone. Now the question is, have you taken yours? You know, sometimes we think that the profit of the earth is for businessmen. It's for the wealthy ones. No, it's for all, poor and rich. It's just that the poor are ignorant. So they've not taken their own portion. Amen. If you are a human being, and most especially if you are a child of God, the profit of the earth belongs to you. Can someone say amen to that? Belongs to you. But you see, kings, they have now positioned themselves and they have built a kingdom. And the kingdom is structured in such a way that the field will serve them. Hello. All right. So if you don't live like a king and as a king, you cannot have the field serve you. So there's a mindset of dominion. That makes the profit of the earth your own portion to come to you. Amen. Uh-huh. Now, beggars are not kings, evidently. 
thieves are not kings, evidently. Amen? Kings are rulers. They have an estate. They rule over that estate. Kings are commanders. They have built a kingdom. And so they command the field to serve them. Glory to God. And and this is very powerful. Hmm. Now, there's no place in scriptures, even Jesus Christ our Lord, money as close as he was to God. Money didn't drop from heaven to service his ministry, to sponsor his life here on earth in his earthly ministry. Hello? Hello? (laughs) So every money he needed came from the earth. And Jesus had power to turn water to wine, to turn stones to bread. Amen? But he turned water to wine because they are related. But he never turned stones to bread. Amen? And Jesus never engaged his authority to collect, collect money from angels. All the money needed, he got here by the help of God. Amen? If you look at Luke chapter number 8, let's just jump to verse 3 for time. It says, And Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod Stewart, and Susanna, and many others, which ministered unto him of their what? Substance. Now what happened before then? Go to verse 2. Quickly. And certain women which had been healed of what? Evil spirits and infirmities. Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went, come on now, seven spirits. So these people had been blessed by Jesus. Now I always tell people, I said, look, if you don't want to steal money, if you don't want to beg for money, amen, then you must understand how to command money. In commanding money, the first thing is to believe, amen, is to believe that money is not in heaven. Amen. So stop praying for money. Pray for creative ideas. Pray for initiative. The initiative to engage. To get money here on earth. Believe God for favor to command money. Don't be asking the father for money. He doesn't have money to give you. Amen. Hello. The money is here. Alright, so, if you look at Jesus, when the people who wanted to collect tribute came to him, and they were asking Peter, doesn't your master pay tribute? In Matthew chapter number 17. Let's start the reading from verse 24 to 27 quickly. Matthew 17. Okay? And when they were come to Capernaum, they that received tribute money came to Peter and said, Doth not your master pay tribute? He said, Yes. And when he was come into the house, Jesus prevented him, saying, What thinkest thou, Simon, of whom do the kings of the earth take custom or tribute, of their own children or strangers? And then verse 26, Peter said, said unto him, Of strangers. Jesus said unto him, Then are the children free. 
Then verse 27. Notwithstanding, lest we should offend them, go thou to the sea and cast and hook and take up the fish that first cometh up. And when thou hast opened his mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money that that take and give unto them for me and thee. Praise God. Now, where did Peter find the money? In heaven? Inside the mouth of a fish, right? Good. How did he find or locate the fish? Come on now. Hook. All right? That's his trade. He was a fisherman before Jesus made him fisher, a fisher of men. True? All right. He's straight. He's straight. Glory to God. Now, the fish. Did the fish fall down from heaven? No. Glory to God. So, he had to engage his trade to catch the fish. So, Jesus engaged his trade to get that money. You see, Jesus could have said, money, come into my hands. But he would have broken the law of nature. Amen. He said, Peter, you go to the sea, all right, and then pick your hook, drop it in the sea. The fish, the first fish that comes in, all right, take it out, open his mouth, and you'll find the money there. So God will engage your trade to put money in your hand. Can someone say amen to that? Mm -hmm. Your trade, your profession, your calling, your gift, your talent, your skill. God will engage something that you know to do. Something that you've been trained to do. Something that you've been endowed with. To put money in your hand. You will solve a problem and then money will come to you. Can someone say amen to that? If you know how to write, God is going to put money in your hand through that writing. Amen? Amen? If you know how to act, God is going to put money in your hand through acting. Glory to God. Uh Uh-huh. If you know how to dance, God is going to put money in your hand through dancing. Can someone say amen to that? If you know how to speak, God is going to put money in your hand through speaking. Can someone say amen to that? If you know how to strategize, God is going to give you money through strategizing. Can someone say amen to that? If you are a lawyer, God is going to put money in your hand through the practice of law. I mean, you understand this. This is very important. Amen. Now, if you are not ready to engage the means and the systems and the wherewithal by which and with which you should um, or you can get money, then you will start manipulating people. Amen. Manipulators, um, it's either they are lazy upstairs or they lack initiative. Amen. I said amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Now, let me say this is very important. In Deuteronomy chapter number 18 and verse 8. 
8 and verse 18 rather. Alright. It tells us here, it says, You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He that giveth thee what? Power to get wealth. Power. So what does God give you to get wealth? Power. I can't hear you. What does God give you to get wealth? Power. I can't hear you. What does God give you to get wealth? Power. So power here simply means authority. It means strength. It means capacity. It means a means of getting something. It means ability. So power here simply means God will give you the strength, the capacity, the means, the ability to get money, to get wealth. Glory to God. Amen. Can someone say amen to that? Glory to God. Now, how do you command wealth? How do you command money? The first command of money is actually words. Words. You must learn to speak forth what you want. Okay? Now, say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for power to get wealth. And I thank you because you've given me authority over the earth. In the name of Jesus, I command that my needs are met this week over and above what I require. I have more than enough in Jesus' name. Therefore, I declare and decree, money comes to me. Money comes to me. Money comes to me. Money cometh. Amen. (laughs) Glory to God. So you decree it. That's the first thing. Now, everything in this realm, because of the fall of man, responds to authority. Alright? Now, let me explain that. After the fall of man, two kingdoms emerged. Okay? There had been one kingdom earlier. Okay? The second one came as a result of the fall of man. Glory to God. Now, there's the kingdom of God, which is the dominion of God given to man over the earth. And then there's the kingdom of darkness, which is also the dominion of God given to man, handed over by Adam to Satan. Are you from saying here? Now, it is of darkness because the person that is now ruling, that is now wielding that scepter of dominion is Satan. Amen? Amen. So if you are going to get anything in this realm as a child of God, some authority, some force will be involved. If you don't exercise authority, it won't come. Amen? Amen. I'm telling you. Particularly if you are going to engage that wealth or you have it in mind to use that wealth to be a blessing to people and to sponsor the preaching of the gospel, the enemy will stand in your way. Amen. But if you want to womanize with the money, you want to do evil and sponsor same-sex marriage, amen, it will not resist you. Amen. But the moment you decide to spend your money for the kingdom of God, to sponsor the gospel, get ready for a fight. Because there are two... Some people don't know there are two kingdoms. Alright? There's the kingdom of God, the dominion of God given to man 
over the earth that Adam handed over to Satan. But thank God Jesus took it back. Glory to God. Amen. I said amen. But understand this. The lease of Satan is not over yet. Hello. It's not over. So demons are still here. And let me say this. Now that Jesus took it back. I need to explain this. That Jesus took it back simply means that his authority to rule over Christians has been taken away from him. But till tomorrow, until the end of this age, Satan is still called the God of this world. Because the Bible, the Holy Spirit calls him the God of this world, even after the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. This was Paul speaking here. This was many years after the death and resurrection of Jesus. He says, in whom the God of this world had blinded the minds of them which what? Believe not. Amen? So, the devil does not have the right over you as a child of God. Amen? Amen. But he has the right to rule over unbelievers. Amen? Amen? Why? Because they are still under his kingdom. Are you from what I'm saying here? They're in his kingdom. But you, as a child of God, you are no longer under him. You are no longer in the kingdom of darkness. The Bible says, God the Father delivered us from the authority or power of darkness. And he translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, Jesus Christ. Amen? Yeah. So this is the authority we have. But until this, this age comes to an end and Satan is finally judged, he will still rule over unbelievers. But the sad thing is that there are Christians who are ignorant of, number one, the oppression of Satan. Number two, the authority over Satan. Amen. So, if, if you are believing God, for example, you can set a goal and say, okay, this year our company is making 10 billion naira or 100 billion naira. Are you what I'm saying here? December this year, you will declare a retreat. Amen. And then you write out your goals and start calling them forth. That's the first thing. It's not work. That's the first thing. It's authority command. You call it forth. Satan, get your hands off my money. In the name of Jesus, the profit of the field is for everyone. I am one of those who profit of the field, the profit of the earth. And so in the name of Jesus, I command 100 billion naira in 20... This is 2021 now. Okay, you're now saying you're preparing for 2022. All right, or let's say you're preparing for 2023 now. So this is 2022. Amen? You are commanding. Amen? Satan, tap your hands off my money. Now, in the name of Jesus Christ, then you call the money to come. Everything God created, he created by his word. And everything God has created by his word responds to the word. It's at the command of the word. So you decree it. Amen? You decree it. Because the devil will do everything possible to keep money away from Christians. Everything possible. Amen? So words. You will command you would decree a thing and it shall be established. 
you would decree it, it shall be established. You would decree it, it shall be established. Glory to God. Now, how many of us here, you have a financial goal between now and the end of the year? All right. And then another mistake is that, do you know that there are Christians who are not believing God for anything? They are not believing God for anything. It is when it's two months to the expiration of their rent. They say, ah, my rent, father, 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 father. And the father is shaking his head and say, ah, ah, my children, wonderful children. Amen. And that's why some people are not serious with God and in their work with God because they don't have goals. Do you have a goal you set, a financial goal? Come on now. Anybody? If you do, wave your hands. Okay. All right. Now, when you're setting your financial goal, don't say, Father, between now and December, I'm believing you for 100 billion naira. All right. It will not happen. Mark my words. Amen. Someone says, mm, why? All right. For people, I'll show you some things here. You know, God is logical. Hmm? Hello? So it's just like saying, all right, we're believing you, Father, that between now and December, Nigeria will begin to rule the world. It will be a superpower. All right? God will say, I like your prayer point. <laughs> but it won't happen. Amen? Why? Because we don't have the infrastructure for it yet. So we have to believe God for the infrastructure, the structure, the capital, the architecture, in education, amen, in research. We, we are believing God. Amen? So let me say this. Most of the time when people are believing God beyond the value system and value network they have created over time, Huh? It would take the heavens de- descending upon the earth for that request to be granted. Now, I want you to understand that the justice of God will not permit you to have something bigger than what you have capacity to retain or handle. So, I tell people, I said, most of the time, what is actually delaying answers to prayers? God heard you when you called. He granted it. But if that thing comes upon you, what will happen? You'll collapse. Amen? So, you build structure for it. So, there was a, a, a pastor who, a young pastor, was believing God for some money. Okay? And he heard me share my testimony. I believed God for 100 million for a church project. The money came. I believed God for 250 million. The money came. Glory to God. And I believed God for more than that. I won't tell you more. Amen. And the money came. Amen. So the person was now asking me. He said, well, I'll believe God for 100 million too. I said, you know what? God, faith works. But faith is actually built on the justice of God. Alright, if Pashola, for example, based on your business now, you want to believe God, alright, between now and December, you're believing God for $100 billion. Amen. You know, you are laughing now. Like, <laughs> this is not Naira now. Dollars. Glory to God. 
Amen. I said amen. You know, and that's what some people do and they get disappointed. So what is the justice of the value that you have created around your life? So for some people, if, if I drop 100 million naira in your account, now you'll be confused. You lose your consciousness. You're like, am I still human? You know, you'll be confused. You don't know what to do with it like that. <laughs> so the first thing you see, you just go and look and say, okay, how much is that house? They say it's 90 million. You pay 90 million. It shows that this person does not have capacity for 100 million naira. It's just simple. So when it comes to capacity here, it has to do with number one, your mental capacity. You know, for Christians who are not thinking, I always tell people, the easiest way to make your mind and your brain redundant for life is to find something that is giving you money regularly and you feel you have built you know, a system of wealth around that thing and for the rest of your life you wouldn't need money anymore. So you just keep doing it. You may just be buying uh, plantain. Alright? Roasting plantain, making bully. Roasted plantain out of it and selling granite. So you just get, you know, granite in bags and then you peel it and you roast and... So you may do that over and over and over again for 10 years. Alright? And what is developed is actually the act of doing it again and again. So you develop skill. So skill is what you have developed. Even I'm saying here, but your mind is not developed. And that's why I tell young men who do crypto and all those things. You understand? You may grow old and the crypto market, everything changes. And you don't know anything to do anymore. You don't know how to do any other thing in your life other than that. Hello? Because that doesn't challenge your mind. If you know how to do it, you know how to do it and you just keep doing it over and over again. Or you exchange money. Amen? It's a good thing, though. It's not a bad thing. But if you don't challenge your mind, I always tell people, do something over and over again and then put structure around it. Put it in the hand of somebody who is faithful. Look for a new challenge. That will stagger you. And then you start paying. It will wake you up in the middle of the night. Not uh, you just uh, make you money. One hour, have <laughs> money. You know, young people today, many of them are very, very. I don't want to use that word. No sagacity. No ingenuity. No creativity. Put hundred million in his hand. Mercedes Benz, Mercedes, all right, and you buy Mercedes and buy Mercedes, and then you know, if you look at some of those car dealers, all right, they're fronting for some people. You don't know. So they don't know how to multiply money. They lack initiative. So you just go and buy cars there and keep them there. Amen. And the value is depreciating. So tell me two, two or three challenges you are taking up between now and December that will stagger your mind. Amen. I said amen. 
And that's why if you look at um, women or men who just go into civil service and then they start making money and they are promoted, they get to the top, all right? And they start doing one thing over and over and over again. When they retire and get their gratuity, amen, they start, you know what they do with gratuity? Eh? Car wash in front of the house. I'm telling you. You say, mommy, a man, no way, a man, you know, daddy, don't do that. All right, you will go and say vulcanizer, we'll partner with the vulcanizer. Not that in front of the house there. They don't know what to do with money. They don't even understand the language of money. So I tell people sometimes, for people think it's money problem they have. <laughs> it's no money problem, really. It is a problem of the capacity of your mind. Have you built capacity? Amen. I was telling someone, I said, put structure to this thing, put somebody there. You see, let me tell you something. Trust God for people who can handle your business for you. Amen. You have to trust. They will make mistakes, one or two mistakes, but they will be perfected with time. Can someone say amen to that? Uh huh. So turn to your neighbor. Are you thinking? Mm-hmm. All right. So words. You will command it. And then the second thing here is that you must learn to walk. And let me tell you some things about work here that you really need to understand. Now, work is actually a productive expression of the blessing or prosperity of God on your life that comes from an enlightened mind, which involves doing something or meeting a need or solving a problem. Amen. That's what work is. Are you what I'm saying here? Now, let me tell you something. Any work you are doing that is just your hand working is slavery. You didn't hear me. Anything you are doing is just your hand, your hand working. It does not task your mind. It does not challenge your mind. Amen. It is slavery. Now, the kind of work you give to slaves are works that they can do with just their hands, their strength, physical energy. True? Now, taskmasters or slave masters, they are the ones that will sit down and draw the strategy, come up with a plan, and say, this one will do this, this one will do this for two days, this other person will take off from here, this will do this, so in 52 days we are done. All right, so this is the plan. Work, schedule, work activities, and then this and this are mutually exclusive, this other one inclusive, and then bring it together and say, hmm. So plus or minus 10 days. All right, good. So who starts first? This person starts. So put this person here. You, next. You, next. Now, that is thinking. Amen. All right.
the practice of anything can become monotonous if it is just practice and thinking is not involved even the practice of medicine now i'm telling you this is how we do it and all that it's not challenging and nothing develops until you develop it amen so true work or real work or productive work it's actually the kind of work that involves your mind and your hands first your mind such that what you are doing is impacting on your mind are we together uh-huh and that's very important thinking is more productive than labor so labor without thinking is frustration and slavery but when you think and you task your mind and pray and ask god for creative ideas while you're praying all right whatever you do will become productive amen so one of the landing pots of god's blessings on our lives is the works of our hands amen god's blessing on you will work on your hands so you must have something your hand is doing and not not working as do a slave work productively amen all right you're starting i'll speak to another what are your projections okay if you have 10 patients all right per day what will be the profit how do we manage if we have we have to expand what is the expansion strategy where are we expanding to you start thinking amen now i tell people i said most of the time if you apart from when you're resting if you are a thinking person most of the things that people fall into on social media which I, I, I can't remember the last time i checked instagram what, what what's my business with instagram amen i'm thinking see you are spending five hours ten hours on instagram move from twitter to instagram and all that all the ofofo that is going on on social media you know everything praise god but you're not thinking amen a man of god you know somebody came to his house and said ah there's no tv in your house he said, yeah, there's TV there. You don't watch. He said, ah, the last time I watched TV was, um, I think, was it 15 or 20 years ago? He doesn't watch TV. Amen. Because, you see, what you watch, you know, is what is being fed into you. What you read is what you are processing with your mind. Reading is more powerful, impactful on your mind than watching things. Because if you if you watch, all right, they can't even let you wait. Everything is fast. So you, if you even if you pause, you just pause it, pam, and then you're thinking and all that. Because of that thrill, that 
what you have watched so far has hard on you. Amen. You want to continue watching. Alright, so you can watch and you are able to tell stories, but your mind is not developed. It, the only part that is really developed is actually your memory. And if your memory is stronger than your mind, alright, your memory will be stronger than your imagination. And if you want to be creative in life, your imagination must be stronger than your memory. Amen? If you want to clap, clap. Try and imagine a future. Someone says, try and imagine a future. <laughs> I don't know how people imagine this future thing. You know, I just take one day at a time. Good. Thank God for taking one day at a time. <laughs> but you must be able to imagine a future. Can, can you see it tomorrow? You know, you must be able to see it tomorrow and say like, yeah, that's the future. That's what I can see. I can see tomorrow. Glory to God. It is this colorful. It is this bright. Amen. I said amen. amen. Come on now. I said amen. amen. Now it has been... Um, it's, it's discovered already that people who play the instrument all right, are naturally more intelligent than people who don't play the instrument. Why? Because that part of their mind, intelligence is involved. It's not the same thing. They give you new challenges. This song, score it. You score it. You play it differently. You hear the chord. You strike it. No, that's not it. You strike it again. No, that's not it. Okay, you get it. You pick your keys. Amen. Intelligibly. So it's one way to develop ingenuity and creativity in children. Let them learn one instrument, musical instrument. Amen. Amen. I said amen. amen. Sports is good. It will develop their body and a part of their mind. Okay? But if you really want to develop the mind holistically, you must understand that the mind is developed as you engage it. Reading. Come on, say reading. Mm-hmm. And you know that this generation does not read. We don't read. Now, point at or to three or five or ten libraries in town. Between VI and Aja. When I was growing up, we had libraries around. Hello. Uh-huh. And we'll go there, sit down, pick books, and read. People don't read anymore. And even in heaven, it is not a computer that is there. It's a book. There's the book of life. Amen? It is the book of life. And there's something about flipping through. You know, the best way to train your hand to agree with your mind is actually working with your mind and engaging your hand to agree with your mind. Amen? Now, I did well in mathematics when I was in secondary school. By God's grace, I scored A1. In the university, I did well. I, I scored 98% in maths. And if you ask me what is the secret, 
yeah, the grace of God. Amen. But let me tell you something. You may look at a math question and then look at the solution and look at it and do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I tried it before. I will not do that again the rest of my life. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I get it. I got there. I discovered in the examination hall that your hand must agree with your mind. Yeah? Your mind knows it. Your hand is... Uh, you're making mistakes. So I learned, if I look at it, yeah, 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 yeah. And I say, okay, plain sheet of paper, take a pen, work it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The moment I work it out and I get the answer, I say, yeah. <laughs> Glory to God. In fact, I, I, I scored 100, 100. The man felt like, no, it cannot be. All right. And so he, he just reduced 2% from it and gave me 98 that was unjust. Amen. Praise God. So, the point here is this. You must walk. Alright? And let your hand agree with your mind. And let your walk come out of your thinking. Alright? Pure walk is actually walk from a pure mind. You think it through. Amen. Now, a manager uh, was telling me, said, I don't poke nose, my nose, I don't poke my nose into matters of crisis and um, conflict resolution and all those things. He said, there's still initiative. If you are the thinking part of your business, all right, appoint somebody to handle certain things and do thinking alone. Sometimes take a walk and observe what they are doing and think through it. Mm. We need to change this. Amen. Solomon said he walked through the garden of an indolent man and he observed. He took knowledge. He started writing. He started writing. Many of us, we walk, but say as a manager, if you President, our president can come down from the ivory tower, all right, and walk through, drive, all right, just maybe two or two escorts, and just disguise incognito, amen, and wear one cap somewhere and observe Nigeria. They will take knowledge. Yes, See, our senators don't know anything, yeah, so they don't know. It is when the thing is now coming close, it's coming closer. Amen. Glory to God. They now feel hey, we need to do something now. But you don't know if it didn't affect them, they would not have done something about it. So you see, a manager, there's a time to go to the office and you're thinking in the office, and then there's a time to come out and observe what you are doing. What are we doing? Go to the market. Call your sales reps. What are people saying about our products? Are you from saying here? All right. 
you can fine-tune it and fine-tune it. And it gets better, and it gets better, and it gets better, and it gets better until people get addicted to your product. They can't find anything finer than that in the market. Amen. If you would think a little more than you are thinking right now, you'll be richer. I'm telling you, write it down. If you would think a little more than you're thinking right now, with the mind of Christ that you have, you'll be richer. You'll have more money. Because every time money is bypassing people, just, you know, flowing past them. And they, they are complaining, no money, no money. There's money everywhere. Work. Amen. So what work does primarily, okay, the benefit of work, the primary benefit of work is not salary. The primary benefit of work is the development of your mind. You spend your salary and finish it. Your boss may sack you, but they can't sack your experience. Are you what I'm saying here? The thing is there. Nobody can sack it. What you know, you know. What you don't know, you don't know. So I tell people, you have a job paying you 250,000 naira. You have another job, all right, that will pay you 1 million naira. The natural thing is just drop that job, paying 250, bam, jump on that other job. Bam. Why? Because of profit. So there's the incentive of salary or profit. Profitability can motivate. Are you what I'm saying here? But the truth is, if there's a job you're doing and it is not challenging your mind, amen, it is very likely that in 20 years, if you continue this way, you'll be redundant in your mind. And there's a level where your mind gets to, if it has not been used over time, it will get to a point where trying to wake it up is like flogging a dead horse. A dead horse. Hello? Now, how many of us know that when we're in the university, some of us could read and remember things immediately? Let them give you books now. We're reading like, you're reading eternity. <laughs> Why? You've not been reading. That's the thing. There are exams, some of, I always tell people, I said, the major exams in your life, try and pass them before you start making money. I'm telling you. The moment you start making money <laughs> and you have command over money, you just feel like, you're not rich exam, I'm making money, I'm fine, I'm comfortable. Some of us, the exams, the certification exams we're writing now, and it looks like it's a little bit challenging. Look, if they gave you that exam in part two, in the investor of part three, ah, you crush the exam. You crush it. <laughs> Your brain will. Ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta. 
Why? Because you were in school. You were reading. So when you graduated from school, you left school. That's the thing. So school left you. For those who are making money, like you're in the field, your job now, you're making money. When was the last time you read a book on architecture and say, I like this design, I just feel like, now which one is this design, you know. You know, you're making money now. <laughs> you know, ego. There's a way reward can blindfold you if you're not careful. That's why people who, most of the time, who are not thoughtful are people who have a lot of money. Because they believe that money can solve any problem. And they tell you, they tell you, hello, if you need somebody to solve a problem for you, just hire the person. Amen. Ask the billionaires who are billionaires and they have been billionaires for years. They didn't inherit the billions. Huh? They will tell you that if they hire anybody to do anything for them, they have an idea of what the person will be doing. And they can lay demand on that person. I know you can produce this result. They will set goals for the person. But if you hire somebody, you don't know, you don't have an idea of what the person is supposed to be doing, the person may not work and will be collecting your dough. So if you look at them, you see they are still reading. At 65, 55, 70, 75. They have a culture. They will enter into the library, lock themselves up and read. Amen. If you play something on the keyboard for me and it's not good enough, I can tell you it's not good enough. I understand music. Praise God. Are you for what I'm saying here? I've served in choir before. I've served in protocol. I've, I've moved the floor of church before. I understand it. Amen. Are we together? So walk. Now let me say this and then I'll be done for today. Mm. I want to talk about commanding wealth. We have learnt words and then walk. And I want to talk about relationship. Relationship here is very important. You must understand that there are certain things you cannot get or attain onto outside certain relationships. So you have to learn to network with people intelligibly. Amen. I said amen. So your hard work can produce something to this degree, let's say 50% or 100%. Okay? And then somebody else's hard work can produce another 50% or 100%. If you come together, let's say 50%, all right, what you are going to produce together is not 100%. If it's 100%, what you are going to produce together is not 200%. Amen? It's always in folds. Two are better than one. So, in relationship, number one, there is partnership in relationship. And then, there, there are relationships that are, are mentorship relationships. 
A mentorship relationship is a relationship that brings you to a point where there are certain things if they let you alone or left you alone to gain that experience by yourself, it would take at least a lifetime to attain onto it. So a mentor will come and tell you, this is how to do this. This is how to do this. This is how to do this. And let me tell you this. Books are good. Principles are in books. Okay? But very few books trade secrets. Secrets are in relationships. If you don't don't know, you don't know. Somebody told me, he said, "Um, I've observed your ministry. I've listened to many of your tapes and all that. I know how you do this. I said, ah, good. Good. So go ahead and do it. Amen. He did it. He came back. He said, there are certain things I don't know. I said, yeah. You know, there are things you will learn from my tapes. And there are things you will learn from sitting beside me. And somehow, you believe God for favor for me to tell you those things. Amen. I'm not a cultist. All right. But that's the truth. If you come to Pastola, you know, Pastola may say, like, well, okay, my, my business. <laughs> you say, Pastola, what's the secret of your business, success in business? All right? You will give them general principles. Be diligent, pray, know what you want in life, go for it, and it shall be well with you. <laughs> Amen? You, you don't expect Pastola to sit you down and say, look, at this is how to do it, this is how to do it. All right, this is how I make money. He will not tell you. And it's not wickedness. Amen? Even God can show you principles in his word. Until you start revering God, you fear God, that's when you know his secret. Are you from sin here? If you are a billionaire for just one month, you know something about billions. If you hold it for one second, you understand something. I'm telling you, even if they give as a gift, and you held it for one, the feeling itself is something you can trade. I'm telling you. Somebody was sharing with me, he said, when I made my first one billionaire, he said, I held it like this in my account on the phone I checked and I looked at it he said there was something that entered into my soul it's the knowledge of holding one billionaire if you don't know it you don't have it you don't have it (laughs) so if you have heard that and they say can you believe God for 10 billion you say "Ah, why not now, if you have held 100,000 in your hand, say, can you believe God for one billion? It's like a deep mystery. <laughs> Just holding it in your hand is a breakthrough. I'm telling you. So, that, that dimension can only be communicated to you by somebody who has it. If the person does not have it, cannot communicate it. Amen. 
Glory to God. And I always tell people, I said, if you want to learn from <clears throat> mentors, all right, don't try to learn in an official environment. All right? Go and help out. Okay? Eat out with them. If they are going on holiday to Dubai, book your own flight too. Say, can I carry your bag just to help out? Are you from sitting here? <laughs> it is when people are really relaxed. They are really relaxed. Amen? That is when they give out secrets. Hello. So if you want to know some things about people who are making it big, all right, hang around them. Just hang around. Hang around. Hang around. Glory to God. Uh-huh. And don't be quick in picking offenses. Don't be quick. So this person is too proud. He offended you. Your mentor offended you. You are the proud person. Can your mentor offend you? Proud soul. Hey man, say this person the way talk to me. Anna, who are you? Stop thinking that way. Yeah, the way the person addressed me. Are you willing to learn anything? Or you're still con- considering your ego and your whatever? You know, the way the person addressed you, the, pe- the way the person talked to you. No, no, no. Amen. Somebody was sharing with me. He said there was this person that was, you know, had been running after him, wanted to learn some things from him. <laughs> Amen. So he now said, the Spirit of God said to him, "All right, tell him to mop the floor." Amen. Glory to God. And then he said, "Well, um, I have to attend to some things. Can you mop this floor for me?" The person said, "Me." And say, yes, you, me, mop the floor. Oh, he said, sorry, and not you, should be the um, attendant. Uh-huh. I-, I knew you were not talking to me. <laughs> Amen. This, there was a young man, he felt like he had known so much about me. But you see, I just felt, look, this person is, yeah, interested in knowledge, but. You know, do you know what, what, what gives you capacity to learn secrets is actually trust. If I can't trust you, I can't tell you my secrets. Now, familiarity does not breed trust. It is intimacy that breeds trust. Amen. And do you know sometimes wives too must be careful when your husband is studying to be great in life and you're trying to protect his ego and public image, you're killing him. You feel like, no, why are you, no, you know, how can you be cleaning somebody's shoes? <laughs> now, if you look at the billionaires in the world today, they, they know some things. 
Uh That's the truth. For some people, all right, if you see a mentor, take a posture of a learner. I'm going to be doing shoulder to shoulder to your mentor. What kind of pride is that? That's why people don't learn anything. If you see a mentor, somebody who knows better than you, take a posture of a learner immediately. Glory to God. Now, if, if you look at this young man, what, you know, he just started your spiritual and everything, you understand? Some people just feel like, ah, you know, I understand some things and all that. You look, let me tell you something. The, the gods to start something and the favor to start it. Huh? If you want to start, you don't say, well, are we not friends? No. There's something he's got. That's how did you start? What did you hear? What came? How did you know when to start? How did it happen? You see, ask questions. Keep learning. Life is a school. All right? People are books. Read them. Study them. Amen? Don't say, well, somebody has built something and the company is worth billions of dollars. Like, it just happened. Ah. No. Now, sometimes people are faithing things. They are faithing things. Like, it's, they are faithing it. That like, this is my faith and all that. But it's actually pride. It can be too. I can do it too. And all that. God says, no, I won't give it to you. Say, Lord, I thank you for what you have done for my brother. You can do it for me too. Amen? And I trust you for it. Praise God. Now, Lord, position me to learn from my brother. If you learn better and more, you will do better. With 20,000 in your hand, with 100,000 in your hand, if you think more and trust God and tap your mind, task your mind the mind of Christ that God has given to you, Uh task your mind, things will come out of your mind the mind of Christ, amen I'm telling you now, make up your mind that there's something you think on now, this is how you know how distracted you are, try and focus your mind on one thought (laughs) Some of us, it may, it may take one hour to do that. It shows you that the power of focus is not there. Can you trap one, just one thought in your head and stay on it and process it, flip it over, flip it over, flip it over, flip it over until you start writing? Amen. Now, this is how we can raise leaders in our own country, political leaders. Amen. So, well, do we need a campground now and all that? We're thinking. We're thinking. Now, wake up in the morning, 2 a.m., and you're praying and thinking. And let me tell you something. If you're praying and thinking, don't, don't make notes on your phone. Now, now I will tell you the secret. Don't make notes on your phone. Amen. 
there's something about um, the power of potential difference when you have a plain sheet of paper and there's nothing there and you need to write something there from your mind amen all of a sudden ideas will start flowing take a plain sheet of paper with a pen and then start thinking write out the things you need to think about and start writing now let me tell you something thank god for phones but it is it has been discovered that it is the greatest distraction to this generation phones Amen. I said amen. amen. So there was a day I was looking at my phone. I wanted to write something. And it was an idea that came to my mind. And all of a sudden, a message just dropped down. So I said, like, let me quickly attend to it. And then another one dropped. Let me attend to it. And Pam, I thought through it, prayed. The idea I couldn't remember anymore. I said, yay. And it was a million dollar idea. Glory to God. Now, look at hotels. Three star, four star, five stars hotel. Amen. Do you know that beside the bed there, they put a notepad. They know you have a phone. And they put a pen there. Why? They know that people who can afford that type of hotel, they are thinking people. Now, some people now go into all sorts and they can afford it and they, they never write anything there. Amen. Now, let me give you an example and then we'll close. Now, do you know that there are people who are spending more than they ought to spend just because they are not thinking? That you are in Lekki does not mean you should be going to that market there. And you have a car. Are you what I'm saying here? You can drive to one market there, down there. Or you can go to the mainland and do your shopping there, buy in bulk and bring it to the island. Island shopping sometimes, you just realize that about 45 or 50% of your income goes into shopping, buying stuff, you know, groceries and what have you. Hello. But you can do that on the mainland. Just thinking. Say because you are in VI, must you shop in VI? Particularly a big family. <laughs> Amen. Think. <laughs> are you from saying here? <laughs> now somebody came. He told you that if you put your money in their company they'll give you 55% per annum. All right? Now think. If you're thinking, you ask yourself that if I were to handle this money, can I make 55% on my own? All right. At best, I'll do 20 or 25 or 30% per annum. And somebody's collecting 
money from different people and he wants to give you 55 or 60 percent or he wants to double it you know because you see you have to think until greed does not have power over you anymore so the person wants to double it for you uh, are you thinking now if you can double money like that why not double it for your own company So you go and carry all your money and say, ah, if I do one million, it won't be enough. I have saved up ten million. <laughs> you can empty everything and go and give it to you. And at the end of the year, they are telling you stories. And you want to fight, want to stab somebody, a Christian. Because you are angry. <laughs> you didn't think through it. And sometimes God says, Okay, I love you. You're praying to me now. I will intervene. But I give you brain. I give you a brain. Some of the prayers we pray, we are troubling God. God says, think through it. All right. Amen. Something happened one time. I saw that I had this, you know. Um, my chest was cold and I couldn't speak well. My voice was affected. So I now started coughing. So the first thing, before I prayed, I looked through and said, what am I not doing right? I wake up in the morning and do this. So when I go to bed, what do I do? Oh, you know, I will station the fan like this on me. I'll station the fan. It won't rotate. Just station the fan and I'll be enjoying it at first. So when the temperature drops at night, all the cold is centered on my chest. I didn't pray about it. I just said, Father, thank you. <laughs> now the fan will rotate. Are you what I'm saying here? Some of the problems we have are problems of not thinking. Let's be upstanding. <laughs> Are we together? <laughs> now I want to pray for somebody here. Place your two hands on your head as a token of placing your hand on your mind. I decree from henceforth that thinking grace rests upon you. And I decree in the name of Jesus Christ, the reading grace rests upon you. From henceforth, you'll be reading, you'll be thinking, and the grace to think through, receive it in the name of Jesus. We call it done. We call it done. We call it done. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Now go and command wealth. Go and command money. Go and command wealth. Be creative. Be innovative. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We call it done. In Jesus mighty name. Amen and amen and amen. Give the Lord a shout of hallelujah.